Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with one rental at a time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag one rental at a time. Now on with the show. Need to know about today's daily financial news. The daily financial news, Tuesday, November 15th. Let's get into it right away. Let's start with PPI. Again, for those that don't remember, PPI stands for Producer Price Index. What is it really? Think of it as the price your wholesaler pays. You and I pay CPI, Consumer Price Index. PPI is the wholesale version. What happened today? First, let's talk about the expectations. The expectations were for a headline reading of 8.3 and a core reading of 7.2. So what did we get? Did we get Good news is bad news, bad news is good news. What is going on today? So let's just get into the numbers. What did we get? We got a big fat surprise on both numbers. Both numbers. We got an eight, folks. The Fed is winning. The Fed had a good day last Wednesday, obviously with the CPI reading headline at 7.7 core, I believe at 6.3. Now we have PPI down, headline down to eight and core down to 6.7. So I expect what will happen this morning is the stocks will race. I expect yields to crash. But again, I want you to ask yourself a question. First and foremost, is it make logical sense that the stock market races higher? and yields crash. Stocks and bonds are very much a momentum business. We are all hungry for good news. We now have two data points that the Fed is winning. I just want you to remember that at least I believe, and you can believe whatever you would like, but what I believe is inflation has three components. There is the easy component which is what we are seeing right now. I don't know where the easy component ends. Let's take CPI for an example. We got as high as 9.1. That was the highest reading so far. Might we get to 6%, 6.2 easy? And let's be clear, easy equals quickly. Okay, you with me so far? Cool. Easy means quickly means months. We could get to in the sixes just with the base effect that is rolling in now. We could be in the sixes by January, February, March. Once easy is done, it's gone. Then there is the hard. The hard is demand destruction. The hard is wealth destruction. That will not take months. That will probably take quarters. Okay? So again, I believe the market and the masses are getting excited because the easy is happening. 
And if you watch this channel, you know the easy is supposed to happen. So just be careful. Enjoy the day. I assume it'll be a great day. If you're in the mortgage business, you're going to have a good day. I assume rates are going to go your direction. But at some point, easy will leave the building and we will be left with hard. Unfortunately, I believe there are three components and we've only talked about two. I believe the third component is the really, really, really hard component. And that component, folks, is structural. I believe we might have years of structural inflation. Now, if easy gets us from 9-1 to 6, maybe hard gets us from 6 to 4. The really hard, that's the last bit from 4 to 2. That is years in the making. So again, when everyone sees that inflation is winning and they, they want to declare the Fed pivot, the Fed pause, the Fed cut, remember, we are enjoying the easy part. Enjoy it. Appreciate it. It feels good, but it will be over much like a sugar high very, very shortly, in my opinion. But again, hey, it's a good day. Enjoy the day. You know, we got two good numbers in a row. It's been a long time since we had two good inflation numbers. So enjoy it, but don't get, uh, don't get bamboozled. We got a long way to go. Next, Amazon layoffs. Folks, we told you this was coming on this channel. We've been warning you that uh, I believe there'll be a white collar recession. I believe tech is going to feel a large component of it. Now, in fairness, I heard somewhere, I did not validate this, but it was a what I deem a trusted source. Amazon collectively, the big umbrella, has a million employees. A million. And near as I can tell, Amazon is talking about only 10,000 layoffs. But layoffs nonetheless. You could also call it the first layoffs. Maybe there will be more. There will probably be more. Let's Let's be adults. There's probably going to be more layoffs in Amazon after the holidays. But again, Amazon announced layoffs, 10,000. That is right behind Meta's 11,000. Google, you out there? Apple, maybe? Facebook with another round? Don't know, but more pain is coming. I am very, very sorry. But again, the Fed is winning. The Fed is winning. Back to this PPI number, I want you to be very clear. Actually, PPI and layoffs. Shh. The Fed wants all of this to happen. So there are four Fed presidents speaking today. I expect them to use their voice to say, folks, not done. More, more to come. Don't get twisted. But I think the market will have another good day. Patrick Bet David. I want to give a shout out to Patrick Bet David. He was in an interview discussion on Think Media. I really like the Think Media channel. They were interviewing Patrick Bed David about his content strategy. About, I think it was 15 or 20 minutes into the discussion, they talked about what are you doing in the market today? And Patrick Bed David talked about an asset that he is looking to sell. But more importantly, this is what he said, and I agree 100%. In fact, if you're not watching my 30-minute video with The Hub every Monday, you are missing out. I am being 
painfully clear on what I am trying to do in my business. I am being painfully clear on my strategy to buy and turn profits. Patrick Bet David coined this phrase and I want to give him credit for it. It is time for disrespectful offers. Now again, I would add a caveat to that if you follow my channel. Let's not be stupid. No disrespectful offers on day one or day seven. But at some point, you know your market. It is time for disrespectful offers. Yesterday, in this hub call, we talked about a second property I am looking to buy for cash. The short story is, it's listed for 240 grand which in my opinion is the after repair value, not the current value. My team was working on this. They think they got the seller to agree to 180 grand. That is quite a discount. That is, I don't know, let's call it 25, it actually is 25%. Yeah, 25%. At which point I got engaged, I looked at the property and I said, sorry guys, 180 is not enough. I will not do this deal for less or for more than 160 grand. In my opinion, that is a disrespectful offer. However, the property has been listed for 100 days. It is clearly listed at after repair value. It is vacant. So I am writing what I feel is a fair offer. I am sure the seller thinks it is disrespectful. I don't care. At this point, the seller is thinking about it. Note, the seller didn't say F off. He is he and or she is thinking about it. And again, if they say no, I don't care. I will put it on the list to track. I will follow up on it and we will either eventually buy it. They will sell it to someone else or they will take it off the market. And I am okay with either answer. So Patrick bet David, I totally agree with you. It is time to be aggressive, right? Folks, what do we talk about on this channel? Only great deals. What did I tell you a couple of weeks ago? 84% of the market has quit, given up. You and I are competing with 16%. I like those odds. I am more excited today than I was six months ago. I love no competition. Buyers, you and me, we have all the power. This has happened once before, 2010-11. This is going to be one, two, maybe two and a half years in the making. Enjoy it. Do the work. And if you haven't checked out the playlist called The Hub, where I'm sharing excruciating details about what I'm doing in my business, go check it out. I'm being as clear as I can be and my entire team is on the call and we were talking about it. Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett. Let's talk about good old Warren Buffett. A couple of years ago, remember David Portnoy was yanking on Superman's cape saying this game is easy, making all this money. Let's just throw darts on the board and all this craziness while Warren Buffett was sitting in cash. Well, we know how that ended, right? Warren Buffett sent a signal in the last 90 days. It was just reported. 
that Warren Buffett bought $4.1 billion position in Taiwan Semiconductor. He bought $1.7 billion in Paramount Global, $297 million in Louisiana Pacific, and just under $13 million in Jeffries Financial Group. Why is this important? Warren Buffett is not, not a market timer. He looks at the board, he looks at his risk-adjusted return, and he builds massive positions. <clears throat> you and I can try to market time, because you or I are going to buy one or two tranches. He buys positions. So when he decides to move, he moves when the numbers are right. So again, Warren Buffett is buying stocks. Is that the sign of the bottom? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But it is a sign that the guy who is in cash is putting cash to work. Which, oh, by the way, if you follow my channel, you know that I bought some stocks a couple of weeks ago and I'm having a good time. I think we're up 13 or 14% in my portfolio this year. Which, oh, by the way, it's not really that impressive. I only bought like six weeks ago. I was in cash the whole year. But I can say I am up 13% in my stock portfolio for 2022. It's really bananas because I was in cash most of the year. <coughs> Next, this is important. This is important. I think people are missing this. Inflation expectations are up. There are two things, in my opinion, that the Fed is watching. One is wage inflation, and the other is inflation expectations. Inflation expectations seem to be following the price of gas. But inflation expectations are up. They are now up to 5.9% in 12 months. I go back to this discussion up here. Remember, hard, the easy. I think easy gets us to 6%. Then it gets hard. And more importantly, the three-year expectation is now over 3%. It's 3.1%. Folks, the really hard, the structural, it is going to take some time. So again, what does this mean? What is the conclusion about inflation? I think the Fed is telling us we are going to go up. We are going to go up at a slower rate. We are going to get to our terminal rate, which I believe is 5%, not 6 not 4.5%. My current wild-ass guess is 5 and then they will just hold it there for all of, at least all of 2023. All right, so what else do we got? We got some earnings news. We got Walmart. We talked about Walmart over the weekend. Walmart is one of those companies that when the economy shows stress, they do well. Walmart did well. Walmart beat top line. Revenue. They sold stuff. They beat bottom line. They turned a profit. And they raised guidance. Folks, when Walmart raises guidance, unless you own the stock, that should not make you feel good about the economy, in my opinion. More importantly, they also bought or authorized, I'm sorry, authorized a $20 billion stock buyback. That's a lot of coin. Also, Home Depot beat top line. 
They sold a lot of stuff. They beat bottom line. They made a profit. And they just kept guidance. It is amazing to look at Home Depot and think they are not feeling more of the pain. Maybe this is just a sign that interest rate lock-in, what I call supply destruction, is bigger than I expected. People are just updating their homes and their backyards and front yards. Uh, please note we have four Fed speakers today. I expect them to be on par or basically cranky, right? The Fed has two tools, in my opinion, two. They have the funds rate, which gets adjusted roughly every six weeks. And they have their voice. They know that the media hangs on their every word. So we're going to find out how cranky they are with these inflation numbers, how cranky they are with the stock market running higher and yields running lower. Um, yep, that's what I got. I guess the last thing to talk about again, shout out Patrick, Bet David. Again, I've done a couple of videos where I disagree uh, with some of, the, some of the nuances in his message, which is okay. But I do want to shout him out because again, his attitude, his positioning of writing disrespectful offers is the words I've been searching for. I think that is exactly the thing to do. Do the work, have your buy box, figure out average, and then write offers that make great deals with the current cost of capital. Lastly, folks, I want to thank you, thank you, thank you. We finally, finally broke 40,000. Yes, folks, this morning we were at 40,008. I want to thank each and every one of you. You keep asking me, when is the Vegas event? I want to be very, very clear. We will do a Vegas event. When that hits 50,000, I will not spend one second of planning it until that says 50,000. I've lived in a sales career. You never count the chickens or the PO before it is in. We will plan it once we hit it. At my current rate, which is about 900 subs a month, we, it'll take us almost all of next year to get there. My hope is the channel takes off. More and more people share it, ask to join, subscribe. But worst case, I will keep showing up five days a week because I truly enjoy this. I know we are making a difference. I enjoy sending these cards out. Somebody gets your first deal, you get one of these. You get your next deal, you get one of those. And I have a good time. I hope you have a good time. Have a wonderful day. It is, what is it? Tuesday, November 15th. Bye.